Welcome to Forever Exiled. I'm Justin AK Tags. Tyler Wrecker of Days. Episode 176. You're going to have That's to be us. the upper for our episode today. <laughs> Tell us why, Justin. I'm Tell done. us why. I'm exhausted. I'm sick. Sick as sick can I be. can't get over this. I'll tell you about it in a little bit. But anyway, uh, yeah. Welcome to 176 Forever Exiled. Big shout out to our patrons. Thank you so much for the support and uh, for, yeah, supporting the podcast. We love your faces. Patreon gets you access to After Dark, which is our podcast after the podcast. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's just more us. More chatting. Plus a card and a sticker as long as you put your address in. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. And uh, thank you, Charles, for the lovely voice message that you left us on our website. There's a cool thing where you can leave us uh, a voicemail. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, about I guess that. you could say. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. I used to be message. the only one that used it. Now I just send Justin like trolling messages pretending that it wasn't me. But of course, then I'd sign it as record of days. But Charles, thank you for the lovely voice message. That was very kind yeah, of you. Kind. We really appreciate it. And uh, more of a, a sad anonymous shout out but um there was somebody that messaged us in a method with which we can't reply and so i just wanted to say that we're very very sorry for your losses uh thank you so much for your support you've been absolutely fantastic please don't ever feel bad or guilty about it we wish we could do more for you but good luck with your losses and we're very sorry for you and thank you so much for all your support so just yeah We've had normal weather for a while. It's been sunny. And you remember when we had our flood a year and a quarter ago, right? We had about, just as a disclaimer, this is totally off topic, but if you can hear my kids yeah, in the background, come through. <laughs> I, I apologize. Today's it's a, a day, day off for, yes, it's uh, for where we call them. We call them professional development days, pro D days. Uh, Justin's and my kids are both home from school today. So if there's lots of background noise, Justin's fantastic at editing, but if somebody's screaming in the microphone, that's not something you can typically take out. No, nope. I decided to not tell my kids to be quiet. I just want them to have a great time. And then they probably never mind. It's just fantastic. So anyway, but when we had our flood, we had about 250 mils of rain in a weekend, right? Mm -hmm. It was crazy. It was insane. And then about as the ground's trying to saturate, then we had another onslaught of another weekend. And then the weekend after that, we had freezing everywhere and so there was like just it just completely manipulated the land all that kind of stuff so here's auckland and new zealand they get the same amount of rain in a weekend that we had the very next weekend they get a cyclone they mm. get a freaking hurricane that comes through and just i like i just hope anyway my heart went out to them ggg's still posting i've seen bex post a couple of times as well i'm it seems like you know things are okay obviously not with the city the city just went through a cyclone and before that floods landslides all that kind of stuff but uh we just here want to give our sympathies for those that have lost you know homes or work or locations hopefully not people and uh just want to wish our best to everybody in auckland as well because that is i that's insane to go through that kind of flooding to have the ground completely saturated nowhere for the water to be and then to have a cyclone come through half a week later so our hearts go out to you, as mentioned to the previous person. We wish we could do more for you, but we hope everything's okay, and we wish you the best, even if it's not. And there's Tyler's phone. Get it I can't done, put my phone on D&D today. I can't put my phone on D&D today because I'm expecting a phone call from a furniture store for the dining room set that we've been waiting for for two months. Truth be told, you don't ever put it on D&D. It's true, but at least this time I thought <laughs> about it to. ahead of time. <laughs> so there's going to be lots of background noise. My kids are going to be running around. My phone's going to be going off and my apologies. But more importantly, uh, we really hope everyone in Auckland and the surrounding areas are all right. But I mm -hmm. wish we could do more for you. 
How was your week? Well, I wasn't in a cyclone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everything's fine. Everything's good. So considering the stuff that's been mentioned to us the past week, I have lots to be grateful for and especially normal weeks. It's nice. We had parent-teacher interviews this week with the kids. And so yeah, that was... was awesome well we have good kids right they excel at school and they're obedient they're role models for the other class and students so it's you know they can be short conversations right i mean the the teach parent teacher interviews go long when the rest of the class is really bad because they're so thankful for your kid <laughs> but if the ki all the students are great in the class then it's just a really nice and quiet uh stuff so no it's good it's nice it's nice hearing that your kids are actually the same kid at home than they are at school i wasn't like that as from what I remember, I was a good kid at home and I was an absolute monkey at school, mm. constant detentions. So, yeah, so no, it was nice. I mean, the kids are only in grade two and grade four, so it's no big deal. But yeah, no, it's normal week. I've been waiting for the, uh, I was, I was, remember You're last week there. I was talking about seeds? No, yeah. I know because next week I was looking at the 14 day forecast and we have a, a week coming up of negative 11, negative 10, maybe for a few days. So it'd screw up all the work we would do this week. So I think yeah. after that, though, that'll be it. I mean, that's you're, the end of February. You're a little early anyway. Like March is sort of like end of February, beginning of March is sort of when you're starting to get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you're not hoping for negative 11 weather at the end of February where we live. So hopefully that's the end of it because I'm excited to get that outdoor work going. Get some raking done, get the seeds out, plant some onions. Let's see, onions, strawberries, green onions um maybe some peas i like i like the stuff that you can snack on you know out in the garden you just walk out do you garden like just in boxes or do you have an actual well i mean we lived in an apartment for the majority of our marriage and so it had to be in pots and i i like the cleanliness of that for the most part i i enjoyed it but it didn't allow room for growth or anything like that you would have to and some stuff could be perennial like some of the some of the veggies could be perennial but for the most part you had to replant and things like that. I mean, garlic was one of the only things you could didn't have to replant every year in pots. Uh, but since we bought a house, which was what, three or four years ago now? I don't know. But do you know? I don't know. Three Something or four like years ago. Um, I tried doing some stuff out just in an, in an open garden. So I wasn't making I wasn't even making any massive boxes. You know what I mean? Some boarded up areas for the garden. I was just putting it actually in just a dirt thing and in, in, out in the open space in our backyard. And I didn't mind it, but it, it there was a lot, way too much weed control that it required. Stuff coming from the neighbor's yard. I mean, we have three neighbors that share the backyard per se, you know what I mean? Like back mm -hmm. in the two sides. And there, it was just too much maintenance for the pros that that open gardening would do. So I've gone back to this year, I'm going to buy two more containers, but I'll only have three containers. My biggest pet peeve, honestly, was just because of the layout of the house. When we come out of the kitchen, we're coming out on the top floor. I have to go out the deck and then down the side right. of the house, down the stairs, and then to where all the sun is in the backyard, because we have some massive evergreens on one side. So it covers the whole backyard in shade for the most time. So there's only one spot in our big backyard that actually gets sun for the majority of the day in the summer. And so it's on the opposite side of where you get down the bottom of the deck stairs. And so I would have to walk all the way across and then water. I know that's lazy. I know that's lazy, but even when it came time for dinner and I'd be growing things like garlic and I'd have carrots and I'd have raspberries and I've had onions, it would just be like, I don't want to go all the way over there for that. And mm -hmm. so I would come up with something else where I didn't need to use those for to make a good dinner. And it just ended up growing just because it was too far away. So, um, you know, I had to learn that about myself, though, because uh, I would, haven't been in a house for too long. And so now I'm just going to the gardening where 
I found some really nice long, maybe two foot wide containers. Mm -hmm. Long, so they're rectangle or ovalish, and uh, they'll they'll go and they'll be near the deck, but in a way that my wife approves. She doesn't like deck clutter, nor do I, mm -hmm. but uh, in a way that my wife approves. And then it'll be, I'll just need to go out the deck door, cut a few things off, come back in, and chop them up for dinner. So nice. So that's what I'll be doing this year, and I think that's the way it'll stay. I like it. And they fit well with the deck blinds that we have in the evening. That sun just like pelts the house. And so we have some deck blinds and these containers fit perfectly with those deck blinds and the spaces that there are. So Canadian Tire, if you get rid of that perfectly sized container, I will be disappointed. Anyway, mm. no, I had a great week. How about you? Um, you've been um, on the verge of hell all week, I think. Yep. So, well, here, uh, work was work. It's still bad. I'm not going to really say that anymore it's still sucky and it's going to be probably sucky for a little bit longer but are we talking weeks or months bad mm, i don't know i'm not sure we have our agm next week so we'll see how things go after that but that's another oh. reason why it's been crazy busy this week and but so we recorded friday last week and i i had been sick that week but i thought i was like kind of on the mend getting better we recorded friday and then I went to bed Friday night. I was super happy because I actually had all our episodes done. Like everything was finished Friday. So I went to bed Friday night and then I woke up on Saturday and it was like I had run a cheese grater through my throat on Saturday morning. Like it, I felt awful. My throat hurt so bad. And then I just started, I developed a cough like this, like heavy, dry cough that has been around all week not going away. I don't have like symptoms of being sick anymore. Like I'm besides this really annoying cough and a little bit congested and I've tried everything like to the point where I couldn't sleep Saturday night. I went and slept in our guest room because I was going to keep Christine up the whole night because I couldn't stop this cough. So I've been taking pills. I've been taking, we got cough syrup with coating. We've tried, I've tried everything to try and get this stupid cough under control besides calling the doctor. So that's probably my next step, but yeah, that's been it hasn't my, improved. No has not improved it's been a week now and it's not any better eh? yeah it's you test so yourself annoying nah my the only time that i registered positive for covid i had a lingering cough that lasted over a month i think it, it was two months it when could we were be recording. that it probably was but it doesn't really make any difference testing wise to know because it's not like i can't yeah our restrictions like do don't, doesn't change anything now. yeah and, and it's not like there's anything special anyway so i wouldn't have any doubt that that's probably what it was or is but i this cough is just killing me like and and it's, it's a combination of the cough in my head. Like it's really messed my head up. And it's also then combine all the shit that I'm taking yeah. to try and get through the week. Like on, I don't know if it was Tuesday or Wednesday, I was getting ready for the day and I, I was about to put some moisturizer on my face and I almost squeezed toothpaste onto my hand. Like I, my head is just like, yeah. I, I was making a drink, um, uh, one of the mornings this week and I literally walked into our pantry three times to grab one of my mixes and never came out with the right one until the third time. Like uh, my head is just completely fried. I can't focus on anything. So getting work done this week has been an absolute nightmare. So that's, I, that's my life, man. And I, I sympathize I, with you. I'm yeah. so sorry that cause it sucks. It sucks <laughs> mm -hmm. because you have, of course, because of your roles, you have greater responsibilities than I do. And that just sucks to go through. It's so really hard sorry. to do it when it's busy. Like I would have been yeah. fine being sick when it wasn't busy, but yeah, it's been awful. I think my, yeah, I don't know. My body's just being a jackass right now. Like it, I thought I was better. I thought Friday I was like, all right, we're turning a corner, feeling better. 
And then Saturday, it just kicked me in the face. It was brutal. So, um, I, I, uh, what else did I do this week? Mostly I, in the, so because I was trying to work, but man, it is hard. Re, I really, I'm not used to not having clear focus like that. I'm usually quite good at that. Like I'm able to sit down, really focus into what I'm doing. I could not do it this week. And it was driving me crazy. Like I was getting really angry because I couldn't focus. So in sort of off times when I was just losing it a bit, I turned on Valheim. I was playing Valheim a little bit and that's been fun. I set it up. You can play What's it all that? modded. It's a survival game. It's a game on Steam. It's, just, okay. it's a survival style, but you, I, I added a bunch of mods. So I'm playing it with like a bunch of mods, which has made it quite a bit more fun. I played it originally just in its original state and then trying it with some mods. But that sort of at least takes my head out of the space of having to focus too much. And then I can get back into doing stuff. But yeah, man, it's just been it's just been a garbage week of trying to get stuff done, trying to focus on work and then trying to find what concoction can I put together? Actually, when I was talking to one of the guys in my office and he was like, I don't think it's going to help you with, I, I, he's like, it's never, I've never done it because of a cough, but he's like, I could, you could always try what I've tried when I'm not feeling good and I just need to focus and need to get into something, but know that I'm going to crash later. And I was like, dude, I'll try anything. And he, <laughs> he says, uh, he takes uh Robaxa set, which is like a muscles yep. type one for your back typically, uh, and vodka, two shots of vodka. And I was like, he's like, I get crazy good focus for like three or four hours and I can really do what I need to do. And then I know I'm going to crash and pass out later. I was like, all right, I'll try it. Which <laughs> that friend, it go, a pharmacist was not happy with me. Uh, well, cause I also combined it with some cold medicine and some other stuff. It was fine, but I, I, uh, I did get, I was able to like focus for a bit mostly cause you don't really feel too much. Also though, Robaxaset isn't probably as big of a stimulant for me anymore just because I've had back issues. So I've taken Robaxaset for a long time. So that your body's probably, on me. your body probably just throws out all this stuff you're taking. You're like, oh my goodness, I've had this before. It's water. Come on. Yeah. That's it. Give me something better. Yeah. So I don't know. I've, I've literally been trying everything this week to, uh, I've taken ephedrine, like literally anything I can find that maybe has some effect on the your nasal and your head and whatever else and just some energy and I had to take caffeine pills through the week to just to like really try and get shit done like I had to get to meetings this week and I was walking into them not high but floating for sure floating for sure like I could feel a little mm -hmm. weird so yeah man I'm done with it I need to just be done with this sickness because I I can't handle it and um being sick doesn't usually bother me so much but it's just been brutal this this one especially because it came back like we're two weeks in now i don't have time for this so anyway that's my when week. when we don't have an episode next week um all oh. around oh what you, you actually have to we have to move it around yeah you know, my next friday? on friday but I, okay. it's morning we'll talk about it later but yeah you want to do thursday or saturday we can still do friday we could just do friday evening okay let's whatever works for you whatever first. works for you but when we don't have an episode next week because justin's dead um Remember i'll start me. messaging in discord <laughs> and they'll and i'll be like okay i mean we'll be morning and i'll have like a nice little blurb for you and stuff Talk just about do my how we just met, do my how face. great you are how fantastic yeah, no I'm, I'm using that ugly ai face <laughs> exactly. you made for our yeah. discord people and you even put it on a mug for those that want an absolutely disgusting mug to wake you up every morning. amazing yeah so 
Thank you, by the way. <laughs> but um, I'm going to put out a poll. How did Justin die? Mm, and what would I be the will options? bet you. Well, I don't think any of the options would matter except for overdose. <laughs> I can't overdose. I, it would take Please. way too much for me to do that. And and that's that's it's comments like that where people are going to be like, yep, that's it. I win as much as I do. I'm joking, you know, talking about taking a lot of stuff. I am really careful about it. I do actually give a shit about making sure my body's fine and taking care of myself. And I plan to live a long time. So I'm not going crazy. I wouldn't take anything that I thought was risky. Um, but yeah, if if I'm not here next week, you know, I'm in a better place. I'm sleeping. <laughs> hallelujah. Just hallelujah. You I'm got sleeping. your wings. You got your I'm wings. Sleeping. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. You know what? It was a week. It was. I'm I'm really done with this, though. I don't want to do it anymore. So. Hopefully it's finished. I appreciate all the people reaching out. I had a, quite a few people reached out and said, hope you're feeling better and blah, blah, blah. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, let's do this week in PoE. Hey, let's. I, uh, despite the fact that I said I had a normal week, it was busy. So I didn't get to see, I, I was able to stuff like the, uh, sorry, we had winners of the talent competition get posted and you know, those are just easy clicks and scrolls. And I got to see that. And so, of course, then they had the runners up posted the following day. Congratulations uh, to all of them. They're okay. all absolutely fantastic. Big congratulations to Stefor from our Discord. He was in the sixth to tenth place. Really? I didn't yeah, see remember that. that. Good remember for that, you. Uh, draw, that um, art piece we looked at in our Discord? Oh, the link wasn't working for me. The shows when it was, it was uh, yeah. the show wasn't working for me. When Raider in Hang the on. Forbidden Sanctum by Stefor. Sixth to tenth place. So congrats. That's awesome. That is, there it is. Good job, Stefor. Very good job. The one that got in um, fourth to fifth place, the like, it's a really long drawing of the bosses from Sanctum. I love how tall it is. It's such a, yes. it's like right above that one. It's so cool. I didn't realize that the main boss is naked, but uh, the bosses themselves, it was so cool. I love, I just love how it's so long. Like I just kept scrolling. Yeah. Very, very anyway, good. Good job. And everybody. I'm sorry that I missed that. Yeah, great job. Very, very good job. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. They're, they're I, all know, just so good. So congratulations to everybody. That's just I looked amazing. through the winners and the um, runner-up ones, and I was taken back to one of our conversations where you were talking about how much it would suck to be the person that has to pick that. It's really true. When I looked through some of these, I was like, man, how did they pick... Who would be one, two, three, and four, one and two, and three right. and four versus like what some of the runner up ones were crazy. Like somebody had built an actual mage blood, like leather worked it, like actually built one that looked, I don't know, it just seemed crazy. So, right. You go through all that effort and you see the passion that they have for your game and you're like, you get first place. And <laughs> Everybody get first gets place it. <laughs> yeah. See, we could never do a competition yeah. like that. Never. I would just, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have the guts for it. So, congratulations to everybody, no matter where you ranked. And I mean, that was really awesome stuff. Or good for you. Good for you. Mm -hmm. And sorry if there's other listeners that did make it and we're not from, and we didn't remember we your just name. Didn't know. My apologies. <laughs> mm -hmm. Didn't know. Right. But anyway, and then, yeah. Congrats. So then the runners up, uh, there were some gauntlet highlights. Um, okay. Is that deaths or what? Is that, is that, yeah, well, just all okay. the same people getting something amazing, right? People not. I mean, this Ben guy's getting some crazy attention with just how it sounds like he's just he an incredible player. I need to watch his stuff because I never have. But yeah, just decimating the game completely. Mm -hmm. And uh, build of the week episode five is uh, now I, I didn't. It's uh, creeping frost build. Cool. Um, I, my apologies for saying this incorrectly, but Jungron. And um, cool. Jungron stands out to me on 
Twitter when Jung Ron's commenting on PoE or Bex's stuff. And because they have, uh, you know, in like their business titles and the things that they do on Twitter, right? They're okay. like that little part of the profile when you click on the person stuff. Sure. Anyway, something about UBC esports. So I keep getting hmm. the Vancouver vibe every time they post. I'm like, yeah, Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver. So anyway, cool. So they got build, uh, build of the week this week. Nice. And I really liked the, I, for, I don't know. It's like, I like crying. I like crying. I'm watching. I'm going through. I, I've just discovered it, but apparently it's already on three seasons. Have you ever heard of The Chosen? No, you told me about it on it's, Monday. Most Jesus shows are only rated well within the Christian community. This, The Chosen. Well, to be was, honest, a lot of them are bad. Well, no, no, and yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But it's because, you know, only people that actually care about that message in that story see the value in it and then it's only you know like but it doesn't really appeal to people that don't care about christianity or jesus or anything like that the chosen seems uh, it stood out to me because it had all these crazy reviews from non-christian review sections and just everywhere it would just seem to be off the charts really good and so i'm like okay well I, I highly doubt that but let's check it out it's amazing it's amazing first season's on netflix Are in you canada crying in it? oh every episode i'm oh freaking sobbing like a baby i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched the next one. I'm like, oh, I didn't think it could get any better, worse, or worse, better, whatever. You know, it's like it just anyway. So anyway, I'm going through. I'm on season two. But the point of that is I must really like these crying emotional shows because I always read the div card stories. And so many mm -hmm. times, I mean, there's a lot of really nice ones where it's just feel happy, love the game. So this is my favorite thing, and I was happy to support. A Dusty Memory is another one of those, like, well, they had a the puppy that was just the as soon best as I opened it and saw the dog, I was like, oh, it died. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Know it. And we're not trying to laugh because uh, my no. dog's on her way out and I'm going to be a sobby, wet sack of emotions when that happens. But Dusty was the dog's name. And so they made uh, a div card about Dusty and. What because was like oh, a yeah. item level 100 something, right? Fractured item level 100. Right. And that was their mm -hmm. favorite thing to find in the game. And so it was just a nice recollection for them. So anyway, nice little oh, feel good story there, even though it's about mourning. It's a cute so, card too. It is. It's a very nice one. So looking mm -hmm. for it. See, I really like that because it adds a little bit more to the game when I discover it. Like I still, and I know it's I found not the Suzu's nicest. card this league right. and i was like i can't do anything with this i'm just gonna put it in I my know. i gotta keep it i gotta keep it and then it's yeah. like the only div card you have in standard later on mm -hmm. is like 20 of that div card and you know i still remember there was a it's a, again another sad story but there was somebody who lost their brother and they always play yeah, Path of Exile together and so every time i see that i get a little teary and i'm like Ugh. you the know I, I even highlight some of these nice feel-good stories the ones that I've read and maybe maybe there could be that'd be a nice suggestion. Hey, have like the div card stories as a section somewhere on the website where you can or like as a part of the filter for announcements so you could actually go through and read them. Anyway, mm. I kind of like that. And I have some some of them. I just have them filtered a little bit different to stand out just because I like the story behind them mm. in my filters. So, nice. you know, that's it. And then what else? Um, almost nothing was happening from GGG standpoint. All, almost all of it was community centered. I, again, that takes effort, of course but nothing game related, uh, except that console's now up to date on the two hot fixes for 320.2. Cool. So everybody's on the same page. <gasps> and wow, bye bye. You go. go ahead. I just no, had a I'm reminder good. to myself. No, no, finish up this because I had a reminder to myself when I saw, well, it didn't make sense. I saw hot fixes. Then I thought in my head, 
they're probably not doing too much because they're getting ready to start doing the other league. But then I was like, oh, right. But it's been pushed back. This all happened really quick. I had all these yeah, thoughts really the, quick. Thoughts. And yeah, then yeah. there was a flashback to a reminder that I had this week of an idea they should do for one. You know how they do like little temporary 10 day event things like. Yeah. Say it now. Slow. My, my right. next thing's written down, so I'm not going to forget it. Wait, what? Wait. Is it this week in POE still, or are we out of this yeah, week? Yeah, but in do POE? your thing, dude. Who cares? Well, hold on, finish yours because now I got it. So finish it up, and then I'm going to tell you. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna regret saying that, buddy. You're no, gonna regret I won't. saying that. So anyway, but then also these are like my favorite non-favorite posts, especially when I adhere to the prerequisites. They're hiring for a community junior role at GGG. Okay. And basically, you just need to be good with people. Like there's other prerequisites, but it's not like you, well, you got to live in secondary. Well, yeah. And of course that's, <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like, Oh, I could do it. But of course I can't. But uh, one of my favorite po reasons for this post, like I, you know, it's always like bittersweet because, Oh, that'd be fun to apply. But of course you got to be local and that makes perfect sense. Uh, so it's always, you know, you get in that little dream state of, Oh, that'd be really cool. If uh, you were the lucky person to get selected for the role and to work there. But then I love, love, love seeing all the responses that are exactly what I'm thinking. But I mean, every time that post comes out, you're not going to post the same thing. It's like, are you sure it can't be remote? Are you sure it can't be? Oh, I'd be perfect for this. And I just, I just love hearing all the sorrow <laughs> that comes from people that don't live in the Auckland area. It's really guess, tough for them because you could find, I mean, you could find some probably pretty fantastic remote workers, but they just can't. So yeah. Oh man, sign you up for this community role. I mean, a lot of it's the back end grunt work for this, right? You're not going to be the face of the franchise when you show up and you're not going to be the member that everybody talks about. You're just going to be, you're going to be doing all the grunt work for all the announcements and stuff. But still, I'd love to have, see you with the opportunity to reply to some posts sometimes. Yeah, let me reply. <laughs> I deal with some of the After social media stuff up. for our business. You do, and, you do. And uh, we have to have team meetings sometimes on replying. Because I'm like, I don't think this is a good thing. Oh, for, for me your to get business. Oh, in. I thought you were yeah. referencing us. No, you mean no, your for business. Yeah. Well, I mean, forever exiled is easy. Because either I just reply because I, I like what they said, or I didn't see it as another option, or I just don't, I'm not going to waste my time with, you know, I don't feed people gotcha. that are annoying. That's all. Well, every now and then you throw out a thanks for listening with a winky face. That's true. Sometimes I'm passive aggressive with it. Yeah. You hate <laughs> our true. show, but you listened for some reason. Yeah, that was one of my favorite reviews. Somebody said, somebody left us, which, hold on, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, make sure you hit that five star and leave us a review because we really appreciate it. Or you can leave a review on our website. Yeah, the um, other stars don't work though. There's a glitch yeah, don't in the use system. Those low don't worry stars. about it. Yeah, just hit that five star button. But someone yeah. who did hit the five star, I think it was on Apple, that they talked about how the fact that we were always off topic and we blah, blah, whatever we discuss. And then they're like, but they consistently put out stuff, which is why I guess I listen every week. And I was like, what? Why are you listening if you don't like it? <laughs> it's so weird. That's so bizarre. Like you can hit well, a button and you move on to the next thing. But maybe, but I guess it's just that itch of wanting POE and we're just bottom of the barrel. They wish there was like five other podcasts that weren't us for POE. We're just real but... humans that like to play Path of Exile. So deal with it or find something else to listen to. Okay. <laughs> this is my community management skills. See, see, that's why I want you to be a GGG and be like, listen, okay. What it's are you complaining game, for? Dick. You haven't even played these changes. These are the changes coming. So yeah. shut your mouth and play it before you get feedback mm -hmm. and play it for 10 hours. So you can see the long-term 
pros and cons of these changes. I just, I would love that. I would love that. Um, okay, I, so, hold on. So you, Let me tell you about yeah. my idea. Oh, yes, you have a thing. So they always do these like um, events. Yeah, like they did like Delve, the Endless Delve and whatever they else they are. I know this is never, ever going to be a thing, but, and I don't even know how exactly they would do it. But what I would love is a 10 day event where you have like, uh, up until level, let's say 90, you have a 500% increase XP. You have unlimited use of the passive skill tree to respect, change them at any point. You don't need re um, regrets. Same with the Atlas passive tree. You have access to all of the crafting materials and they are unlimited. So in the sense, and it's a, it's it, the league gets deleted at the end of the 10 days. Right. You have access to all of the crafting materials and you have access to every single unique. It's just available. I don't, again, I don't know how they would do it, but you have access to it because there are so many times where I'm thinking of an idea or in a build and all I can do is POB it. I can't get yeah, some play time to try it out. State, right. But it would be fun to have a 10 day event of just having full access to Path of Exile to try and build the build and see how things work without the having unlimited to be event. Yeah, it's just, and it, no and you prizes, know it's no nothing, just, no, you just, it's like a test event. You have full access to everything. You can get to level 90 at level 90, put the XP back to normal. Cause planning a build to 90 to me is pretty fair. And you just, whatever you want to try out, see what works, see what doesn't work. I just think it would be so much fun to actually be able to try out builds that aren't stuck in path of building because I don't have the time or the, you know, understanding of whether it's going to work. Amen, Justin. I think amen. it'd be fun. And all Path that of Exiles people said, amen. Anyway, um, that was my thought. I think that would be awesome. I think that would open a floodgate, though. I, something that if you were to run a company, you could easily be like, too bad, so sad. But um, I think that would open the floodgate for the community clamoring for a test area within the actual game itself as well that would be static, that would stay in the game somewhere where they could be like, I want to yeah, see if this build works. I don't think that's though, for any game. Like no game has that. No ARPG has like a build test area where you could just do whatever you want, right? No, so they I do don't have test dummies. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> which I is different. Oh, GG could do that too. I don't know why they haven't sure. yet, but um, probably because not enough people have asked for it officially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh man. Okay. I read this is going to come up. Maybe we should push it to next week. But I read a thing about that from MMORPG. They did a. Re I want to actually talk about the MMORPG one. I read the whole article. Oh, well, so okay. did, I did. want to talk okay. about that, but let's, do you want to just get okay. through no, your that's week no, in PoE? Cause I could, that could be an entire episode. It is going to be most of this one. Cause I want to talk about it. Okay. Well then let's so, hurry the rest up here. Let's um, do, well, I, I didn't totally have a agree. Week PoE, I think that so. would be a wicked, completely delete. It would be so easy to ignore all the mumbo jumbo, but I don't understand why this has to be avoided then. Yeah. Uh, it'd be easy for them like to justify uh, why no it's rewards, avoided. No MTX. Do you know how many people would show up? Everybody It'd that be so isn't fun. the epic streamer, like you know, maybe I don't, I don't know, Matt Mathel would probably even show up. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Or you could even exclude some of those uniques that, you know, who was it that was doing all of the that finally got every unique in the game, including oh, I like there was I think there was, was like it. right, and they finally got it, and there was a re recipe that they think they only know, but. Anyway, so I don't know. Maybe there's like a unique you can get with fishing with an albino roa feather or but something. But even still, give know. it to people. Oh, I, I think if some... there's ones that are hidden, then fine. If there's yes. ones that that's fine. I'm talking about 99% of the uniques. Right. I even think it'd be cool to have a vendor that somehow sells the base level of each item at 86 and you can, it's yep. white and then you have all the crafts and you can do what you want with it. 
I just think it'd be so fun to have a freeing experience to test out a build and an idea without the stress of getting to 70 and realizing you can't do it. It's not viable and you maybe didn't have the ability to do it. So anyway, that was just a thought. Uh, right. And I love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, I had a let's see. So you want to talk about that thing? Let's skip my I'll talk about my week in PUE next week. <laughs> OK, well, just like it's uh, did you I knew play? you weren't playing this week, so I made it yeah, detailed. I um, I did. All right, well, here, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Um, my Atlas passive tree. So on console, I don't have the same. I, I don't like when I play standard. My standard stash, my standard character is like a normal person's normal schedule that maybe gets like eight hours a week. That's what my standard stash is for those that would play League. You know what right. I mean? Like I have 20 exalts. I have 500 chaos. I have a thousand elks. Like it's not glorious. It's what somebody would make after they put in a decent amount of time with a decent build, made a trade or two, and then that's it. That's what I have in console land. But that's also where I do a lot of my testing. So I have like almost no regrets. I have no, um, what are they, orbs of unmaking, that kind of stuff. So when I decide which Atlas passive tree I want at the beginning of my league, that's it. I don't have a way to change it until the new league comes and I get that free respec. And so I'm still on torment with rogues and then the rogue metamorphs as well, which mm -hmm. I unspec out of metamorph on my PC, uh, on the league on PC. So. I'm trying to figure out, right? Remember, this league for me was all about, do I want to go zombies or do I want to go with Reaper? Which one do I want to do? How much investment should I put into each? What's like, I'm trying to finalize a nice stay-at-home character that'll work league after league until something dramatic changes the mechanics or the skills that I'm using, right? That's what this whole league's been. Regular listeners, that's a redundant and boring conversation for them now. But anyway, I'm having to go through this on, so on PC, I have... An amazing character. I really built a very good elementalist reaper build. It's really good. It's taking on all content. You bought me two, uh, a shield and a weapon that has 100% increased minion running. damage to both, right? So both of those equipped are 200%. And then plus one to my physical, reaper gem, whether mm -hmm. it was physical or whatever it was. It whatever. Was, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I plus two. So even by removing those two and putting on some generic ones that I saved that I had before you bought those for me, I'm still very content with the clear speed and the survivability of the Reaper. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So that's like a really nice baseline for me. Even without expensive items, this is legit. This can carry me. I really like how this works. So the other ideas that I have, I'm trying out on console, but out of all the characters I have, you know, some of them are level 72, some of them are level 88, but they're not the right ascendancy, whatever it is. And I don't have the stuff to respect the ascendancy. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's try this out. I'm on character level 72. My Atlas passive tree does not let me. Mm. <laughs> I die so much because... Like I'm trying to build an occultist reaper and see what that's like with poison and then see if my phantasms can live with the minimal survivability investment that I'm doing. And oh my goodness, it's not conducive to letting me level new characters. One time, like even just like the normal torment, that's terrifying because normally by that time when it's your first playthrough, you, you don't have the whole Atlas passive tree filled though. Mm -hmm. You like barely got there. And even if you do have all, if even if you went to torment first and did all the torment nodes first, you're still not 
everything else isn't beefed up the way that it is. But man, I cannot do essence fully beefed up. I'm getting obliterated. Rogue X are rogue um, metamorphs obliterating me. Uh, normal torment i'm like running for my life it's terrifying and then even the rogue exiles i had one where i got everything everything that has a chance of rolling happened in this one map like it had everything was tormented i had 20 rogues but they were also doubled so i had 20 rogues in pairs there were 40 rogues in that map i also had two bodyguards right those are the rogues that have 150 percent more life two bodyguards it was a double boss, and there was five tormented spirits waiting in the boss arena for me to arrive. So this is a normal T5, right? Like, this is a normal T5. Obviously, none of that would happen if it was my first playthrough, because I wouldn't have had all the ascendancy points yet. But it was nerve-wracking. I, I, obviously, I was dying a lot. I brought in one of my fully decked characters, and it was terrifying. It was in a T5, my like completely solid Righteous Fire and Bone Zombie build, both individually. It was like running like crazy. It was so scary that when I was like, I wasn't dying with those solidified characters, but I was like, oh my goodness. Like I got to, I'm going to portal out and bring in another one just to see if it's just that scary or if there's like a certain weak point with one of these characters. Anyway, it was a lot of fun, but I'm like, oh my goodness, that was a T5. Oh, crazy. It was so crazy. So it was kind of fun. It was a lot of fun, but it's really I'm, tough because there's not much of a solution to that. Like people have talked in the past about different characters having different Atlas passive trees, but that doesn't work because you can swap a character out to finish a map with a different character. Yeah. Like it, it's a really tough thing to try and fix, but I do know yeah. what you're talking about. Taking a new character into maps after you've been there for a while. It's rough. Yeah. And I actually like the pros and cons of this. I like it. It kind of makes it like your league starter, you know, maybe consider making your league starter, not just the way things used to be as you're okay, get the currency you need. Now I'm going to relevel. Like now, if you're going to relevel, it's going to be terrifying and you need to do it properly. Or, you know, you think about, you, you know, it's just, it's extra planning ahead. You I probably like could the have unspecked a little is. bit out of it if you wanted to, right? Like it if would you have been really one orb to? of unmaking to get rid of the uh, rogue sure. metamorph. But mm -hmm. Torment is three separate clusters. The Rogue Exiles are separate. Like it, it, it would have been a pretty heavy investment to get rid of. Mm. All that being said, though, it was a very interesting experience. None of that's a criticism. It was just scary. And I was surprised how when everything rolled together and it actually yeah, went, yeah. that it was even difficult in a normal T5. With your main for character. An, a level 91 character that can do all content. So, mm -hmm. Um, but the idea that I'm trying on console that's probably not going to work is I've fully invested into curse efficiency, vanilla mm -hmm. curse efficiency, nothing with items or anything yet. And I'm using Arcanist brand. Is that how you say it? Arcanist? Mm -hmm. Arcanist? Arcanist? Arcanist brand. Because Arcanist brand will just cast whatever spell that's linked to it without the reduced curse efficiency that Blasphemy or Hextouch or mm -hmm. Bane have. So I'm trying that out. And uh, so I'm playing Arcanist Brand with the amount of investment for curse efficiency. And it's just, it's difficult. Like, I don't like the Arcanist Brand playstyle. I don't like it. it. When you're doing that, as with all that curse efficiency and you're applying three curses to people, Arcanist Brand is your primary skill because it's constant. When you're mapping, it's like they have to be cursed. 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 Mm -hmm. And because it's with an analog stick that I'm aiming, they do a very good job with analog stick aiming. Very good job. But every now and then it's off, right? And the trigger area for an arc, uh, for a brand that's on the ground 
isn't overly large when you have zero investment into brands. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. improves brands. I've never played with them. But so you're putting a little bit more effort than you should just to make sure that the brand is on the enemy. And then you're going back to make sure it's like, okay, did that actually go on the rare or did that brand go on one of the enemies that's already dead? This is a witch. So yeah, it's it's an occultist. Because there are some brand things that you're kind of close to that do help quite a bit, but it with no no investment into brands yeah brands can be really annoying for using them to curse well the problem for me is that curse efficiency requires a lot of investment yeah and so i'm right now this test is also seeing how efficient if i care to have that extra investment that's what like almost 20 nodes now i'm already close to these nodes with starting as the occultist and doing minion stuff i'm close to the majority of these nodes so I'm looking at about 20 nodes, which is huge for that curse efficiency. Mm -hmm. Is that worth all that? Right, the 20 points. Right. Now, I'm not going to use three curses if I'm not investing into curse efficiency. To me, that's a waste, right? My elementalist has zero curse efficiency. I'm using Enfeeble with Blasphemy, and I'm getting about 14% less damage from rares and uniques. To me, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. That's two sockets with zero investment. And with all of the um, mana reduction and life reduction, um, sorry, reservation efficiency that I've invested into, it's like 16, 17% that it's using up. Like it's so it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's good. Like that's a very good investment for me because even if I chose not to use that, I could pick up any other 35% aura and it's, oh no, sorry, it's 24%. It's 24% what it, what it registers. Anyway, like that's a much better efficiency. So I'm, I'm balancing that. Like, do I just use Enfeeble? And with zero efficiency, or do I take these like 20 nodes and do that? But then it's like, I don't, do I, ha- I don't have the space on my tree to invest to in much stuff. else. And so like, yeah, yeah. is that really strong temporal chains in Enfeeble? Does that make up for all the other investment? And I'm really right. finding, especially with them being a primary, like it's not passive, it's a primary skill that I'm needing to apply that with. I'm finding that it's not really worth it, but as a personal preference of playstyle. But man, mm. is it, it is so hard to let go of a fully invested in temporal chains and you see these guys sneaking mm-hmm. slowly towards you. They can barely move, especially when it comes to Blight. It is so good in Blight because you just put up level one chill towers everywhere and they're already going slow. You don't need anything more than that. Then you throw them with a fully invested vanilla temporal chains and they're barely moving. They're mm-hmm. barely moving. It is, it's like you seeing them frozen, but they're like breaking out and they're moving really slow. That's what it looks like. So it's really hard to get rid of that, but I don't think it'd be good for any of the premium content the game has to offer. But mm-hmm. that's what I did this week. That's what I did. I'm sorry that took 10 minutes of our time, but uh, no, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this article. So it came out yesterday. Did you read on... it yesterday? And no, or I read did you it today. Just, was it because today. of my post or you saw yeah, it on post. your own? Okay. No, this is all you. It's posted yesterday by somebody named Mitch Gastner on MMORPG. It's called Path of Exile, the re-review. So I did read all of it and I actually liked 90% of it. I thought he hit some points very solid. I'm torn a little bit and we can get into sort of why, but he, so he played, he, he played back in 2013. Um, and then he played again a few years after that, and now he decided to pick it up just because of Sanctum and Ruthless and all the stuff that's been coming out of it. So he said, um, 
He said, as a casual POE player, I started dozens or so characters over the years. Before doing the review, I only completed the campaign twice. First was when it first launched in 2013, second a few years later. This time I started a fresh character to set out to see what Path of Exile had to offer in the current Sanctum League. And that's where his review is sort of based on. All right. So the, definitely like from a Path of Exile player's perspective, barely able to make a light legit user. review. Very, very light. Not even casual. Mm -hmm. Very, very light. But has some very valid points because, well, we'll get well, into none it. Of but, his point, none of his points are focused on endgame. And which he's is pretty right. clear about that, that he, you know, and his uh, uh, i don't even know how to really start with this he, i mean he talks about all the craziness but um his one his first title for the first section is the beginner experience the tutorial that teaches you nothing which is sort of a vibe through his whole article which is. is that there the ggg just does and, and i have to say the way he words things i thought was quite good like he yes he does recognize the things that they do well, but he also really heavily points out the fact that they don't, it's not a good new player experience. And here's where I'm torn a little bit. And I want to talk more about like what we both think of this article. When I first played Path of Exile, and this is going back years and years ago, one of the things I liked about it was that most people didn't want to play it. It was hard. You couldn't screw up. And if you screwed up, you had to start a new character. And it, it kind of, it set the bar for the level of people who are playing it to be much higher because a casual person, and this again, this is going back to 2013, 2012, uh, it, it wasn't going to be a big pickup for a casual player because it was hard. It was, it was unforgiving. There was no tutorial. There was nothing that taught you. Right. And I think that's sort of where GGG lined themselves up years ago. Like they, and I remember Chris saying in the, in the early release times that they liked that. It was a hard game. They wanted to weed out the players who didn't want to do it. But I think it's pretty obvious as time has progressed that uh, while they do like that idea, they're also a business that needs to make money and to make money, they need players and they need players to stay and they need players to spend money. It's a right. free game. So they need that. You need to have and, a catch for a new player to right. want to keep learning about the game for them to become a long term player who right. is willing to spend money. He, he, they have a very dedicated fan base. You're kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of crazy to not always be thinking of how do you expand that? How do you make that bigger? Right. How do you get more money, which allows you to do more development and allows you to improve the game more. And in the end, I don't care how many people like don't like it, like it, whatever. They are a business. They have to make money and making yeah. money has to be a part of how they deal with their business. So I, I, when I read this article, I just, I found myself a little bit torn from my old way of thinking to now I don't have the time I had when it was 2013 to play a game. And I was thinking if I picked up Path of Exile right now and never played it again, I don't know that I would play it. I'm not sure it would have the same hold on me as it does now, but that's because I've played for almost 10 years. Yeah. I understand the game. I know what I like, what I don't like. When new stuff comes out, I can understand in my head, how does that relate to other stuff? Does it change? You know what I mean? But for a brand new player coming in, his his representation of what a new player experience is like to me was pretty bang on. Yes, I think Mitch, uh, what's your name? Mitch Gasner did a fantastic job reviewing this from a new player's perspective, uh, even though they aren't a new player, but they can definitely relate to being a new player. I thought this article did a very, very good job explaining it. Yeah, he was talking about uh, like and some of the stuff he talks about is actually stuff that even for myself, having played as long as I do, still bugs me. You know, he says, um, you do one, is that phone call? Pause. 
Unpause. So that he talks about um the struggle Ooh, oh, to right, understand. Mitch. Sorry, Mitch. Right. Is it Mitch? Yeah, sorry. No, I was, whatever. I was still in cardiology. <laughs> uh, it was. It, it, he was talking about the struggle to understand, like if you focus on your defense and then something happens and then you die, you come, you know, he says you come out of a fight on the other side to the savage realization, your character is being steamrolled by everything you encounter. What did you do wrong? He says, the truth is you didn't do anything wrong. GGG did. And he's not Sorry, wrong. He said, like, you didn't do anything wrong, but he, he's saying, did. what did you do wrong? Right. And he, and he's saying the truth is you didn't do anything wrong. GGG did. And he goes on to explain the fact that it doesn't teach you the mechanics. It doesn't get you to understand how defenses work, what stats you should be focusing on, whether you should be focusing on single defensive styles, movement, whatever it is. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, besides you dying, it doesn't do a good job. And then even when you do die, he says, you know, if all of a sudden I die, you don't know what killed you. Was it the big guy swinging a hammer? Was it lightning bolts falling from the sky? Where did those lightning bolts even come from? <laughs> right. I giggled at that one because it's like, oh it's a good, my, don't even. Right. So I, I think it, it, like I, I, I really liked the article because I thought he drew a lot of attention to the stuff. And we've talked about this before. It's so weird to me that they took something like the Chinese realm and created something that's more handholdy for a new player and they don't right. use that everywhere. I don't because for a player like myself or you, it's no different than just clicking off skip all tutorials. If I don't want to follow it, then I don't follow it. But for a brand new player that picks up Path of Exile and lands on the coast, there is no information. He even draws attention and we've had people like sort of argue with us about the help content. It's not good enough for a brand new player no. it might be decent if you understand all the mechanics and you can just reference some stuff but in the end it is not a proper help section it's not a proper that hasn't no been updated for years right i don't get why they don't do that i don't know why they don't take this archetype idea that they have in the chinese realm and say maybe they maybe it's a path of exile 2 thing but i they feel like be. they they've probably lost out on a huge amount of money by not, and, and the thing is, you don't have to actually alter the game for the people who play all the time, come back every, veterans that are always here every league, playing heavy, paying money to play or to buy the MTX or whatever. You can make changes that have no impact on them at all by introducing some form of a tutorial or a suggested archetype or something that better introduces the player to the game to keep them playing because, yeah. uh, you know, like, I still think they should have something that is like at level 64, you get a free respec. Some, like by the time you yeah. end maps, or sorry, by the time you kill the last Katava, it awards you one free full respec. I just, it's, I understand that I'm, uh, I, I, it's an argument even inside my own head because I hated the idea of that going back in the day. But now me thinking about it and realizing my availability of time to play, my commitment to play, like the amount of just free time I get, it just makes sense right. to have something that's, I, I understand they don't want it to be like too easy, but you've also made it very difficult for people who have never played a game like Path of Exile. And you cannot compare almost any other game to it. Like it's not Diablo-ish. Diablo, you could, I agree. you could completely change things whenever you wanted it you were never at risk of messing up your character there's very few games dark souls is sort of like that um 
but there's very few where it's just like you make this decision and you're stuck with that decision well, without it, putting a lot of time into it. Right. And but even all those other great games that you mentioned, they have it's it's still generic. Like in this game, you have attacks and spells. Who's to like, okay, what's the, what's the difference to a new player? Attacking is it doesn't matter. Like it's not melee, it's not bow, it's like it's all all of those intertwined. It's like I'm shooting a fireball, I'm attacking, I'm I'm hitting you with a sword, I'm attacking, like it's all the same. And in this game, you're investing into stuff that you assume is beneficial to your character. But I think, see, remember CW a long time ago, he was talking about this and they asked why he wasn't keeping the tutorial section up to date. And it was because they didn't feel like there was a need for it because they didn't hear the community mentioning it. And to me, I really hope that's not the mentality anymore, especially with PUE2 coming around the corner in like, let's say latest. I know you think it's coming out in two weeks, but latest January 2024, right? Let's assume mm-hmm. like it's coming out within a year. If you don't have a tutorial section, if you don't have anything to help new people understand the basics and the excitement of progress for your game, you are so, so screwed. And you have to do that on your own volition. New players do not care if you have a good game. They do not care if you go out of business. They do not care how well Path of Exile does. They aren't going to give you feedback. Only people that care about the game that don't need these features are going to be able to do that. And most of the time, the, especially, I mean, look at the community that we have, it, they're focusing on things that would help their experience get better. Very rarely are you having people like us that have been playing the game for forever looking back to the new person and being like, they could really use this. So GGG really needs to take their own motivations and whether there's a clamoring for it or not, what is good? What's good for retention? How do you do this? And I know that they have, a, they have their rules. I remember Jonathan a long time ago saying, Uh, From the time you load the game to the time you're in gameplay, it should be less than 10 seconds. Outside of you thinking about what you want to name your character, click, 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 click. But in GGG land, you're picking between which ascendancies. Like not everybody's good for melee. Not everybody's good for spellcasting or minions. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely a lot of stuff that they need to rethink and rework to make it work. But yeah, I think their new player experience is thrown by the wayside for way too long. I totally agree with this article. Yeah, and it really is too bad because anything they did to make it better would have no downside to the normal player. Who are you, sorry, you're all. talking about anything GGG anything does. GGG right, did okay. to improve the new player experience would have zero effect on a person who's always playing. If you give people the ability to have suggested archetypes, if you give more information in a tutorial, more information and help, that, that's not a bad thing to any existing player. Like you can make it so much better for a brand new player without having any effect on the existing player. The the thing I suggested with regards to the respec at 64, that is maybe a little bit different because that could have an effect, but I still don't think anybody would think that was bad because you can, it's just, I I know some people, you could take advantage of it. Here's a tree to level, then you're going to swap your tree at 64 and this is your map build. I'm not sure that's terrible, but I get it. I get, I do understand that, but. I feel like for a brand new player, if, if you don't want to do that, then you have to have something like what they have in the Chinese realm, which is, here's our suggestion. You look at, you open this tree and it's going to be scary, but here's our suggested, do you want to play a caster? Do you want to play a melee? Do you want to play a bow? What's sort of the style of build you want? Yeah. Here's a defined basic run of the mill. It's not going to do anything special, but here's the way you should sort of go through it. 
and start to experience how it works because they do lose out on a lot of players and they are in such a different place now than they were in 2013 when they were like, we're fine. If people, people aren't going to like our game, they can walk away from it. We get it. That's okay. That's not the same GGG anymore. I, I know they like to say that they're, you know, some people won't like their game, but in the end, the, they are now, they have shareholders. They have people who need to make money. They have staff, like you, they have to make money. They, and, and you make more money by bringing more people in and getting those people to stay. Yeah. So I thought it was a really well-worded article. I, I really liked it. There, I didn't think I was going to when I first started to read it, but I, I was completely, I would read so many of his lines going like, oh, that's actually very true. Yeah. That's totally true. There's a section in it called, you're doing it all wrong. He's like, you're doing it wrong. You don't pick up all the junk that you see. Most of it's pointless. You don't clear every mob of every area in the campaign. That's completely pointless. You don't use the crafting um, currency that you pick up right away on early game gear because it's going to get replaced soon. Like you're, you're, you don't do the things if you play the way you think you should be playing, you're doing it wrong and you're wasting mm -hmm. your time. And he said, even if you could resist the urge to clear out every area of every instance and kill every mob and loot every item, even if you could resist that, you might enjoy the campaign, but you're still going to be way behind the eight ball of fixing your character. Like there's mm -hmm. nothing you can do once you start making choices that don't intertwine with the character that you actually want to make. There's no room for error. You have to know the character you want to make to enjoy the game. And if you're new to the game, you have no idea what kind of character you want to play. It doesn't give you room for trying things out. It's I mean, that limitation is based on your first selection right off the bat. And you didn't even know you were limiting yourself by your class selection anyway. But he's like the only saving grace that this game has is a helpful community. That's it. In the sense of like fixing your character, fixing yeah. your character, getting build advice, looking things up. But he's like, by the time, like you have to already, you have to have chosen before you like the game or not, if you want to commit yourself to it. Otherwise, nobody's going to care. People are going mm -hmm. to move on to a completely different game to scratch that itch. Right. But it's the, the, the prospect of this is a free to play game. So why isn't there a focus on latching these of hooking these people in? It's so weird to have a free to play game, but then not care about the new player experience that it's like a it conflicting marketing mentality. It made sense to me in 2013 when they were just right. this small group. They loved the fact that it was a, a really difficult game. That's that was the focus. That's not it anymore. It just isn't like the game is still difficult, but that it's just that just isn't the focus. You don't have a friggin convention for your game if you're a small indie game. Right. So for them to grow, they need to be having some sort of effort put into these new people so that they get latched in, they get hooked, and then they start paying GG money because it was fun. Yeah. At least something. And I'm not saying like make everything super simple, but I, I no. think that they what need they to make the choices, but they need to smart. Know. Yes. Agreed. A new it's player just... needs to know what their choices are and how mm. it's impacting their character and the types of decisions Why? that... Right. Like... Oh, while dying, yeah. knowing why you die makes sense. Like this mm -hmm. person said they spec fully into evasion, realizing it maybe handles a third of the damage that's coming towards them. And they just thought it was generic like every other game. Well, they said like it, it's going to block all but 20%. But then all of a sudden, if I get attacked by a bunch of enemies, then I'm going to take damage and I don't really understand what killed me. So, yeah. 
And I can't argue with that because that's yeah, 100% true. People need to know why they died. Yeah. So, so he, he, does, he does end it up, say, end it off, sorry, saying um, that it's one of the best ARPGs around. Yep. And he's not wrong. It really is. It's just the problem is what makes Path of Exile so good is once you are into the end game and you have to get people to the end game. It's so weird, man. Like we've heard Chris say too, they know they have people hooked when they get to maps. Yep, that's retention skyrockets at that point. Right. But they don't do anything to help that process. <laughs> that's what I find so bizarre. And they even started so it in 3.0 with the tutorial section and the help mm -hmm. section. And then they stopped investing in it. It made zero sense. Now we beat that to death in previous episodes. Granted, not recently, mm -hmm. but... Yeah, so at the end of the day, even though we pointed out a lot of these things, they said, and it actually was kind of surprising to hear that this person, as its 10-year re-review, gave Path of Exile an 8.5 out of 10, when most of it was, was critical. But the cons that they had, to summarize, were you have to use outside resources to understand basic game mechanics. 100%. Ugh, very true. You do. And very nasty. Uh, there's no easy way to reset a character early in the game. Uh, yeah, and I know I that's what you're on mixing on, but I mm -hmm. agree. That's what the campaign's for. And then this one is something that very experienced Path of Exile players would also agree on. The campaign is a throwaway component after the first completion. Yeah, it and is. it is. It's very tedious to go through. If you get to Act Six and you realize the type of character you want to play, right? Like, let's say you're that first-time player, and you're like, "Oh man, I actually really would rather do you know spell casting and projectiles instead of this." Now you got to start through the axe again. And it's like, okay, it's I'm just going to play a different game. If people think that's the game, if people think that axe are the game, that's unfortunate. You know, if you just pick up Path of Exile and you start playing and you don't realize there's all of this stuff that's waiting for you once you get through the axe, it's, uh, it's too bad. Because yep. I think it does lose out on a, a bit. Yep. And then the three pros. So those are the three cons of three pros to summarize were amazing end game. Uh, new leagues every three months to keep things fresh for those that are diehards and then there's a strong player community so mm -hmm. but unfortunately like one of those is game specific like actual gameplay specific the other ones are the company coming out with new dlcs per se every month and then the other ones like people love the game <laughs> you know like one of them's actually gameplay specific so mm -hmm. anyway uh mitch if you ever hear this awesome Awesome episode, or sorry, awesome episode, just uh, awesome article. Oh, Seahawks mm. fan, hey, good for you, good for you looking that up. All right, well, hey, same time zone, we'll have to give him a shout and say we enjoyed the article. But anyway, Mitch, good article, and uh, hopefully, for all of us fans that want GGG to grow, Path of Exile 2 has considered all that new player content because they're probably beyond the point of adding it now, and that would be if they haven't chosen to do so a post launch edition and that would suck mm -hmm. yeah i hope it's in there it, it would be crazy to me to not so anyway let's wrap this up eh glad you enjoyed the article i did thank you for linking it i i uh, quite enjoyed the whole thing so um maybe we'll post it on our discord or something so if people are curious about it, it's on mmorpg.com it's called path of exile the re-review if you want to see it or read it uh let's let's uh let's head on out hey 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 uh uh, Forever Exiled 176. I'm Justin AK Tags. Tyler Wrecker of Days. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Patrons, we will catch you in After Dark where I shall be drunk. 
<laughs> and heavily inebriated, hopefully. Uh, everybody else, we'll see you next week in 177. If you're looking for more information, you can find it down below. We got a website, foreverxl.com, or on Twitter, foreverxl82. We have a very fun Discord. You should be a part of it if you're not. And uh, patrons and other ways to support the podcast are down below. Don't forget to hit that five star review because we love your face. Bye. Love ya. No, wait, let me do that again because I was making sounds at the same time. Love ya. Love ya.